The Capture Chase, Blood, and Hope The sound of hooves echoed throughout the dead of night. Distant shouts could be heard and that caused the two girls, Rose and Helena, to huddle up in the wooden carriage. The speed of the horses leading it forced the interior of the wagon to shake, and the wooden parts to creak, as if they were screaming in agony. The two girls, however, were mostly silent, running on adrenaline and the omnipresent fear of certain death should the carriage slow down, leading to their capture. Rose never wanted to let her sister get hurt, and she would rather die than have anything bad happen to her. Hence she held on to the child for dear life, protecting her with everything she had. The carriage driver in front was heavily panting. He looked back every so often, and each time he did, he felt a cold shiver run down his spine that wasn't from the cool droplets raining from the sky. He tugged on the horse's harness with one hand, and used the leather whip to hit them with the other, causing them to neigh out in surprise. It seemed to work though, because they picked up the already impressive speed as if they also knew, what awaited them if they slacked. The driver's motivation was overcome by fear, but he continued riding, doing anything he could to protect the two girls inside. After all, he promised to take care of them and bring them to safety, and that was exactly what he was going to do. It's okay, Rose, the older of the two whispered. Her voice was barely audible from the creaking and shouting, and it was anything but okay, though she knew her sister was looking up to her. She needed to be strong in the face of death, even if she didn't want to die. She tightly held Helena, wrapping her arms around her back, and letting the girl rest her head over her chest. The robe Rose was wearing consumed the smaller frame of her sister, and she could only hope the warmth of someone you love would be enough to keep her going. The moment she tried to calm Helena down, an arrow burst through the back of the carriage, opposite of where they were sitting. Rose let out a gasp of surprise as Helena jumped in her arms, and huddled up even closer as if she was trying to disappear. The arrow itself was only a warning, of what was to come. The Vikings' horses were beginning to catch up to the lonely carriage, their battle screams only sounding louder and more threatening the closer they got. Rose leaned forward to take a look through the carriage's small window, and barely managed to dodge the arrow that was aimed right at her face. The sudden movement caused her to let Helena go, and the young girl could barely hold back the squeak rising in her throat the moment she saw her older sister almost get killed. Helena slid to the side of the seat and pulled her knees close to her chest, trying to make herself seem as small as possible. Rose's chest was heaving up and down. Her body had moved on its own, fueled by the endless adrenaline coursing through her veins, even if despair was beginning to settle in her gut. She wanted to yell at the carriage driver to do something, anything, that would help them, but found her throat dry, and voice weak. The Vikings were already so close, there were more and more arrows that aggressively pierced the poor carriage, and even if they were not close to their targets inside, they were still terrifying. It was only a matter of time before they caught up. Rose bit her lower lip and looked at her sister. Helena was staring off into the distance with furrowed brows and grit teeth. There was a sudden scream that sounded through the small wagon. It was short, quick, and didn't seem to be coming from behind where the Vikings were. It also didn't sound like a battle cry, it sounded more like. Rose's eyes widened in horror as she realized what had happened. The horse's confused neighing only confirmed her suspicion, the carriage driver had been killed. The animal's erratic movements only caused the carriage to shake even more. Helena and Rose were bumping against each wooden wall, 
trying to hold their balance. The shadow of a man appeared in Rosa's peripheral vision. She glanced forward and gulped, this wasn't the driver, this was someone else, one of the Vikings. She didn't tell Helena what was going on, deciding that ignorance would indeed be bliss in their agonizing situation. Little did Rose know that it was the leader of the Vikings, a tall and intimidating man with a wide frame called Rollo, who had gained control over the horses. He was the most powerful of them all, and was the only one who managed to jump from his own horse to the seat in front of the wagon, pushing the driver's fresh corpse to the side until it fell down and got trampled by the wheels of the wagon, and the rest of the horses. Rollo let out a victorious screech and raised his axe. It was so close and loud, Helena realized what had transpired at the last minute. She was a smart kid, she could put two and two together, but the despair made her tear up, and shake in her little frame. She started crying. Before Rose could manage to try to calm her sister down, the carriage suddenly turned to the side. Its wheels creaked against the stone floor as it tilted to the left and they continued spinning. It wouldn't be for long, though, because the wagon separated itself from the horses and was now spinning out of control. Without the guidance of an animal in front, it would no longer be capable of maintaining its route, and soon enough it stumbled onto the big rocks to the side of the road and fell down the cliff. Its door opened from the aggressive movements on the rocky terrain, and Helena tried to clutch onto what remained of the door, however, her little fingers weren't strong enough to keep her grasp stable, and the never-ending shaking of the wagon was making it even more difficult. Left and right, the child was pushed to the sides after each second, until the door finally slipped through her fingers. Helena's eyes widened in pure horror, and the last thing she saw was her sister's crying face before she fell out of the wagon with a quiet gasp. Darkness followed. There was silence, so much silence. It was deafening, agonizing, and painful. Helena kept coming in and out of unconsciousness. Each time she did, she could feel and see more. At first, there was nothing other than distorted screaming, or was it a victorious celebration? Then, she felt something holding her by the waist. She tried to look at what it was, but unconsciousness once again overcame her. She didn't know how much time had passed, but when she came to be, she was quick to understand the situation she'd gotten herself into. Memories of Rose's face as she fell, plagued her mind, and Helena could feel hot tears prickle in the corner of her eyes once more. She bit her lower lip to stop herself from crying, and instead decided to focus on the present. Reddened eyes curiously looked around. She realized she was being carried by a man, one of the Vikings, who seemed to be walking somewhere. He was holding her golden bracelet with his free hand, the one she always carried on her wrist. She couldn't help but pout and glare, showing her dissatisfaction even if she knew he couldn't, nor wanted to see her. A quiet sigh of defeat followed as Helena craned her neck to the side to see where he was going, and visibly calmed down when she realized she was getting closer to a horse, an animal, and not another Viking. She studied the man's features, at least what she could see of them. He wore a big white fur scarf of an animal she couldn't quite discern, a helmet with sharp bull horns, and his body was covered in blue tattoos, and old and new scars. Once she looked at his waist, she found out there was a wide butcher's knife neatly sheathed in animal leather, strapped to the matching belt. Helena took a deep breath to calm herself down, and with one quick movement, she unsheathed the weapon, firmly holding it between her shaking hands. The captor seemed to have noticed her attempt at escaping, 
though he wasn't fast enough to react to the attack that came once she wiggled her way out of his grasp. The knife was plunged deep into his left eye. Crimson blood spread across the man's body and Helena's face, as he screamed in pain and stumbled back, accidentally pushing the horse, startling it. The animal neighed and began to run away. She was fully dropped to the ground, as was the bracelet. Helena threw the knife away, because at that very moment, the only thing she cared about was her golden bracelet. She crawled on the ground, using the surrounding confusion to her advantage until she got her hands on the familiar jewelry. It felt cool against her soft skin. She held it close to her chest and closed her eyes, it was the only source of comfort. It was the only thing she had left, after all. The only thing left of her past life. Even if she could hear each step and feel the ground tremble as the rest of the Vikings approached her, loudly growling with weapons in hand, she felt a sudden sense of calm and ease. There was a shuffling movement in front, and she didn't need to open her eyes to know that someone was about to reach for her once more. She braced for impact. One, two, three seconds passed and nothing happened. Helena opened her eyes, and saw that a dagger had come out of nowhere, almost as if it had a mind of its own. It looked nothing like the weapons the Vikings carried, and was flying through the air all on its own. Helena could only stare in both confusion and amazement, as the weapon slashed the throats of all of her pursuers, giving them merciless deaths. She rubbed her eyes, in a vain attempt to make sense of what was going on, though once she took another glance at the flying dagger, it was still just that, a flying dagger. It almost looked like someone was wielding it, but there was no one there, and the quick movements it did would make it impossible for any strings to be attached to it. Less than a minute later, Helena was surrounded by the countless corpses of the group of men. The smell of blood lingered in the air. She was still tightly clutching the golden bracelet against her chest. The dagger fell onto the ground in front of her with a quiet thud. She was saved, she couldn't believe it. She didn't know how or why, but she didn't care. Finally, she put the bracelet back onto her wrist and wiped the incoming tears of relief from her eyes. Thank you, she said to no one in particular. Thank you so much.